Hello, this is Jamie. And this is Heather, and you're listening to Soul Archaeology. Timelines collapsing, conspiracy theories, glitches in reality. Are these things real? Or is it just crazy talk? Today we're getting into it. Probably getting into it. Um, I, I don't know what else to do at this point, but to investigate, because that's my nature, is to investigate. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's it's easy to talk about collapsing timelines and reality glitches when it's not – how do I put this? When it's it's fine sometimes when it happens, and then there are times when it's happening so much that you just feel crazy. And that's when it gets difficult to maintain your belief, even though – were you telling someone who is not yourself <laughs> um, what they're experiencing, you would, beyond a shadow of a doubt, understand and know exactly what they're experiencing, not only because you've been through it before, but because you have channeled shit from the guides and what have you. Uh, but we're both, both of us, in an, a very crunchy, interesting, difficult, transitional phase. And that makes it really difficult to A, do the friend thing of like, no, I can see where you're at. I totally get you. Trust me. It's temporary. I I went through the same thing about a month ago. (laughs) No, you you can't do that when you're both in finger, someone putting their finger on your forehead and saying, try to get it, try to get it. Uh, You just can't do that as easily. So we come to you, dear audience. <laughs> we come to you to hash it out because what we've found is that when we get together and when we share it with you in a podcast, it just makes it easier for us to come up with some answers. So really, I think that's what we're hoping for today is to get some answers. Yeah. And and just to make this like abundantly clear, because I don't know if we always get, I don't think we always get the opportunity to say it, but these podcasts are, are not scripted. Absolutely 100% not scripted. Occasionally mm-hmm. we will talk to each other and we'll have sort of a direction that we want to go or a, a to- an inkling of a topic that we want to touch on because that's what's current in our lives. But we have no idea what we're going to say until we turn everything on and just start talking. And the importance of that for us is just as you said, that is generally when the answers start to come through. When we, yeah. Which I feel, I feel compelled to say at this point, that's why it is so important that if you listen and you're confused, you ask because answers come through between us, but even better answers come through when we field questions from others who are external to us. Because even though Jamie is external to me and I to her, obviously, we have a very close relationship because we've known each other for so long. So it helps us to have questions from you because you are even more external. You're outside of that that intimate friendship ring. What we want to know is, you know, when you listen are our podcasts resonating? And do you understand what the hell we're talking about? 
because I think sometimes you and I, Jamie and I are on a certain level Mm -hmm. and we just sort of assume because we have no other context uh, or point of reference that everybody else is just going to either be on that level or not be on that level. But what if, what if we can do a better job? Truly. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm here for that. I know that you're here for that. That's why we do this. And And I know it's hard sometimes because we've had, I think, more of an opportunity than most to have these kinds of conversations very, very openly and candidly. We don't really hold anything back from each other as far as like there's (laughs) there is no line of weird or unusual or. Like we have opened every box. Mm-hmm. We have explored every corner of, you know, wow, people will think we're crazy if we say something. <laughs> um, so we have no problem bouncing these types of things off of each other. And one of the reasons why we do this podcast is so that we can put those Things that seem like they are way taboo, totally outside of the norm. We can't have those kind of conversations, conversations, conversations that you might not be able to have with your family, that you might not be able to have with your friends. Maybe you don't have anybody to speak this kind of quote unquote language to. We want to be those people because we have been doing that for each other for so long that it's like, come at us, drop Drop a subject because I I don't think I don't think there is anything that we haven't approached, which makes times like these slightly easier in a way where at least we're not. Um, I, I I don't think we feel like we are as afraid as maybe we would be had we not had these kinds of conversations before. We're just not, we don't have the need to be as careful. Yeah. You know, we can just sort of like lay it out on the line, even if it sounds crazy, even if it sounds crazy to us. Here's the thing. We didn't just open Pandora's box when we started on this journey. We climbed inside. (laughs) We're we're actively living in Pandora's box. So if there's something inside the box that you would like us to take out and show to you, by all means... Tell us what that might be, because we have taken it apart. We have disassembled Johnny Five. We have put it back together and said, oh, that doesn't work. We've, <laughs> so we've, we've decorated many times. We yeah. have re- yes, we have. And um, and it's it's always, we can only do so much on our own. We have to have input from you, because all of you are going through individual journeys. There's a reason our fingerprints are the only ones on the planet. Like yeah. each of us have a fingerprint that is individual. That is a message to us that our journey here was meant to be completely singular to us. That doesn't mean that we can't reach a point of unity. It just means that we are all separate fragments. And no matter how many similarities you might have to someone, you're going to have different filters through which you perceive this reality. And mm-hmm. that's what we're dealing with right now. We are dealing with a an awakening to those different splinters of reality each of us is a splinter because each of us has 
curated and cultivated our separate set of filters through which we interact with this external reality. That's what's happening right now. And sometimes you find yourself at a loss for how to deal. Yeah. Yeah, especially right now, um, I'm trying to remember where we left off with the last episode. I, I know we continued on the road of it's it's crunchy out there. There's a lot of stuff happening. Everybody's feeling affected in, in different ways, uh, both emotionally, mentally, physically. Uh, I think everybody's getting impacted in some way or another. But more recently, I have found that, um, like we were talking the other day about things like Mandela Effect, um, being led towards things that are maybe a little more nostalgic in our life and taking a deeper, more introspective look at certain periods of our life or of time in general, and kind of looking at how we remember certain events. Uh, both personal and like world events and then going I don't remember it like that (laughs) like I don't remember certain things being said or certain outcomes of certain situations and I feel like like currently for me I'm having a moment where I am I am being slowed down physically so there's not a whole lot I can do right now besides just go, okay, well, what am I guided to watch or read or look back at today? And a lot of it has been, you know, stuff that's come up from my childhood or stuff that I was interested in that I'm being like, that's getting rekindled. Everything from old world events like uh, this week, it was revisiting the death of Diana, Princess of Wales, and seeing a bunch of documentaries where I was completely confused by the information that was coming across because I'm like, I don't remember any of this getting talked about in this way or any of these particular issues being brought up. And so I had to go and dig for myself and go, when did this information come out? Because I don't remember any of this. Um, Being revisited by uh, books that I read as a very early teen that have now been made into uh, streaming series where I'm revisiting certain stories and seeing them in a way this time around where I am reconnected with the author and the life of the author in a way that I never saw coming. So, and I know that sounds mysterious, but, and it is even to me a little bit, I'm like, what kind of life am I living right now? This is is like bizarro land to a whole new level yet at the same time I don't think I'm necessarily freaking out about it it's just kind of one of those moments where you cock your head to your to the side and go huh like I didn't think I was going to 
Like, this isn't where I imagined myself to be right now. This is a completely different experience from the experience I was going to be having. I can see where certain things are going. And yet, why exactly are certain things being dropped in my lap right now? I'm not 100% positive on that front. Like, I don't know the why yet. I can see things coming in and I'm absorbing them as best as I can at the moment. But it's leaving me scratching my head quite a bit right well, now. And just to back it up a little for anyone who might be confused or or what Jamie's saying might seem vague, you know, there is a way that this type of thing unfolds, this type uh-huh. of spirit introducing you to things that will be important. It's a trail of breadcrumbs. But the other analogy that we've often used is a string of pearls. Uh-huh. They give you the pearls first. And then when they give you a certain pearl, that becomes the time that you can weave the needle through all of the beads and string them together. And at that moment, it becomes like, oh, but until that happens, you just have all of these pearls and you're like, why? Why? What is all this? Why? What am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. What am I supposed to be collecting here? And what am I supposed to do with it? Am I making a necklace? Are you just trying to make me feel unhinged? What is happening? So if you are somewhere along that path, maybe you'll find that helpful. Like you're getting a whole bunch of random, weird, seeming like they're messages, messages, but you're not sure. And the best you can do during that time is say, okay, thank you, and put it on an, a mental shelf for later. And trust mm-hmm. that, on top of that, trust that putting it on that shelf for later is your bookmark. And when it's time, everything will coalesce. But you can't you can't make it coalesce before it's time. And that's where I'm at right now is I see you, yeah, but you don't make any sense. Could you start making sense, please? Because I'm starting to feel a little bit Fruit Loop over here. (laughs) A little tiny bit Fruit Loop. And it's really pissing me off. And here's the thing. I've been through this cycle hundreds of times at this point. Guess what? It still sucks. I still don't understand it. It's an incoherence between the heart and the mind is what I am experiencing. That was given to me today, and I was like, oh, yeah, duh. My mind thinks things should be a certain way, and my heart is telling me things are a different way. And the incoherence is so great that it creates a gap between the two that I can't, I can't span that gap yet. And yeah. this, is, this is the process of building a bridge. And the only reason I'm able to say this to anyone right now is because I'm not saying it to myself. Does that make sense? Like I'm giving the advice I need to hear here. The answers are coming through because I am asking spirit, tell them how to tell them what I'm experiencing. And spirit is telling me what I'm experiencing. And that's the only way I'm able to put it into words because most of the time in everyday life, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What is happening? Did that just happen? Like, I don't even, some of the stuff, I don't even know if it actually happened. All I know is that I experienced it. And here's where things get really crazy. All you need to know is that you experienced it. You don't need to worry about if it actually happened. And I'm sorry, 
but that's a little gaslighty for a human, you know? Like it's not yeah. that's not something you can just sink into like a warm bath. No, that is an itchy wool sweater on a hundred and five degree day is what that is. And I'm living yeah. in that sweater right now. Yeah. And it you know, and it can be something as simple as I put the keys on the key ring. I know I put the keys on the key ring. And then you go to pick up the keys from the key ring and the keys are not there. And they are instead where the keys were before you hung them up on the key ring. And you're like, um. (laughs) And I've got a crazy one for you. I've got a crazy. I've told Jamie this one, but I've got a crazy one for you guys. So. Oh man, this makes me feel crazy. Even even gearing up to talk about it makes me go, no, man, no, no. That it couldn't have happened. Okay, so here it is. Um late at night, about to go to bed, realize that I have forgotten to set up the Instagram post for the next day. I haven't scheduled it yet. We post every day on Instagram. And um so I'm like, ah, crap. Okay. So I got to get everything out again. I got to fire up the computer again. I got to write it out again. I got to go to my notes, blah, 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 do the whole process. And I have several accounts on Instagram. I was on the shared space account. I switched to soul archaeology account or so I thought. And I went and I d- scheduled the post. When I pressed schedule, it always returns me to the feed. And on the feed was an account that I follow on Shared Space and I'm very familiar with, but I don't see come up on Soul Archaeology. So I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. What what did I do? Now, keep in mind, at this point, I am convinced that I have switched from Shared Space to Soul Archaeology and back. Because after I saw that in the feed, I was kind of contemplating it. And as I was contemplating it, I switched back to the Shared Space. So now I'm back on the original account that I was on. I didn't feel good about it. I thought, okay, I've got to check just to make sure. So I switch back to very mindfully because at this point I'm like, okay, you might have been on autopilot. It's time to tune in. Uh So very mindfully, I switch back to soul archaeology and I check scheduled posts and there's the post sitting there in scheduled posts, the only one ready to go for the next morning. Good. I've done it. That's great. I switch back to shared space. Good. That's my feed. Okay. Maybe we follow the same account on both. That's, that happens a lot. I get up the next morning. There's the post, bright and shining. At the right time, I li- I'm li- I like it. It's there. And it's great. And then I realize, wait a second. I go back to the shared space feed or the shared space profile, and there's the post sitting on the wrong account. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I have to delete the post and go post it over on Soul Archaeology. It posts fine. No big deal. No harm, no foul. Except now I think I'm crazy. Uh-huh. Your girl's crazy. She done lost her mind because not only did she switch back and forth between those accounts one, two, three, four times the night prior, but it still ended up wrong. How? How did that happen? That was kind of like the cherry on top. Um, There was one glitch after that, but that was like the big glitch that honestly, I feel like it was purposeful. And this is, Uh again, this is not helpful that I feel this way because this to me also sounds crazy. Yeah. But I feel like it was purposeful 
as in my guides were explaining to me or showing or demonstrating to me that this has been happening for weeks because it's been littler things that are more easily dismissed. Yeah. And now suddenly this thing, because it took so much energy and so much concentration and so much exertion of my focus and energy, I couldn't dismiss it because it was yeah. just, it was just too crazy. It was too much to dismiss. And I feel like that's why it happened. Sure. And, and I feel like the, you know, it's like in the, in the common world, like, just like I mentioned with the keys, you know, it could be your keys. It could be turning the light off and on. It could be putting a dish in the sink and remember washing it. And then you get up the next morning and the dirty dishes in the sink. And you're like, fuck, I washed that. What the hell? These are things that you end up explaining away because I'm overworked. I'm overstressed. I'm tired. Uh, you know, and you just don't put much more thought back into it because you, you find a way to explain it away to yourself so that you can be a little more settled and get on with the rest of your day. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. But what we have found is that there are, there are deeper, more meaningful cues in those moments. And the longer you are on this path and tuned in that those are things that happen from time to time, the easier it is to start catching them when they start happening more frequently. And it seems like when it feels like they are happening more frequently, that's when you kind of have to pause and go, okay, what's really going on here? And that's where I feel we're at right now is really trying to tune in as much as possible so we can not only help each other through it, but help anybody else through it as well. Because like Heather said, we've been through this many, many times before. And it does not get easier. Every time it feels like you are losing your mind a little bit. And then later you're like, oh, okay, I see what they wanted me to take a closer look at. Okay, that clued me into this, that, and the other thing. And maybe this, that, and the other thing is, you know, there was something that happened earlier in my journey that was a seed being dropped for something that is now starting to grow in my life. And that's a cue for me to kind of switch in either switch in a different direction or feel more secure about a particular path that we're on. Um, but either way, it's always interesting because of the types of things that come up. I am always completely curious about the timing of, of certain things and how certain things will be brought back around. Um, but I think that the, I think the camp is divided here. I think that there are a lot of people out there who don't wish or desire to be in the know like we do. I was talking about this earlier with my brother and I realized that part of my journey here is sort of to um, <laughs> do it the hard way in a lot mm. of regards uh -huh. um, because I, I made it my mission on some level to be able to dissect the blueprint, if you will, the, the physics of our world from 
that gap between spirit and science, that's my, that's my spot. And for me, it's not just me wanting to know. It feels like higher me came down knowing and wanted to know how to put it, how to human it, how to understand it through my human brain and be able to tell everybody about that so that they could also play with the blueprint. I, on a soul level, am like the um, AV geek who goes to Radio Shack for funsies, buys stuff, dissects it, and then puts it back together. That's what I am on a soul level. And in order to do that, you have to shake hands with really slow manifestation of certain things that you don't understand. You have blocked out on a higher level your ability to see that thing. Some people are just natural at it. They came here to manifest. They can manifest abundance, especially physical um, material abundance, like nobody's business. It's second nature. It's natural. It's a natural talent. That's not one of my natural talents. It's very stressful and I don't like it. Me neither, at least not in this, not in this lifetime, not in no, this leg of it, not the journey. I, w- I wouldn't like it in any lifetime, but I'm certainly not enjoying it right now. And I say that because I, it dawned on me that part of that lack of manifesting is I'm trying to brain that gap between something that is not in the physical being pulled into the physical and formed in the physical. How do I explain that to someone if I can't explain how I would go about doing that? So here I have chosen to shake hands with a very slow, painful lesson on how to do that so that I can examine all the pieces and the parts and see what happens if I put this here and what happens if I do this. And, you know, I mean, that is on a higher level, that is my dumbass soul's way of playing with this reality. And here yeah. human Heather is like, could you fucking stop though? Because dude, I need shit over here. And my oversoul is like, you're fine. It's fine. It's just a big game. Remember, it's not real. And I'm like, it feels really real. <laughs> Damn it. it. feels so real. You have no idea. We need to come up with some sort of compromise. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'm a little bit unhinged little bit of chaos. Okay. A lot of chaos going on. And inside of my body is a storm. Most of the time you will not know that I am experiencing anything of the sort. I seem even keeled. I may seem a little bit unusually quiet, but for the most part, I'm not betraying the chaos within. But believe me when I say it is effing chaotic in here and so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I I get that. I get that. I, I have made a lot of handshakes with that physical bridging. Yeah. Okay. So how, so how do we get this, you know, airy fairy woo woo to connect with these physical human bodies? Because this is some, this is some lost in translation type shit. Uh, When you finally get to the, portion in your life where you are truly trying to integrate a lot of the inner knowingness 
and you are at the point where you are trying to override um, the the lessons from childhood, the programming that, you know, quote unquote, that we call it the, you know, the belief systems that you pick up and inherit from your parents, your culture, your family, your wherever you live, all of those things that all your body remembers everything. Your physical body remembers every single solitary thing. It does not miss any beats. Um, and we're not talking about just, or at least I am not talking just about this physical lifetime because of some of the other work that I do. It also includes everything that is within your DNA, every connection you have to every individual who you are connected to in the world is remembered in your physical body. I am 1000% positive of this. I know this because I have internalized it for many years and I am very aware in this life that that is a thing. Um, So my particular handshake with a lot of this is very physical. I feel it on a very physical level. And so working my way through trying to piece together some of the things that we're experiencing and how that is reflected back within me physically is, um, it's a challenge to say the <laughs> least. Putting, yeah, that's putting it lightly. That's really putting it to lightly. To say the least. And at, at this point, with all that I've been through, I'm like, okay, well, I know ultimately I'm okay. I'm not always going to feel okay. Uh, I'm not going to always be able to do the things that I would like to just be able to bounce up and do physically. Even if I feel like I have energy internally, that might not be energy that my physical body is able or willing to expend in that moment. So a lot of times mentally, I'm still going, 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 going like the Energizer Bunny and my body is like, I can't with you. (laughs) We need to just, no, just slow it down. And then I start seeing things in my life where that slowdown is being reflected in other ways, in an exterior way you know, a lack of movement in certain areas of my life. Maybe it's a lack of movement, you know, the lack of movement physically, of course, but lacks of movement in other ways. And maybe that, again, might be connected to manifesting. It might be a project that I wanted to work on that I was very gung-ho about. And then all of a sudden it felt like breaks are being put on. Uh, And those breaks might be financial. Those breaks might be pieces of the puzzle that kind of need to come together that for one reason or another are not being brought together at this moment. And it is, I know that part of my study is to see how those things are connected in my physical or to my physical body. Like how are those things related? Uh, because I know that other people are in the same place and are going to need that kind of 
help. I can see it oftentimes very clearly in other people. It's like, oh yeah, I see what's going on there. Sure. Do that. Yeah. But when you're in the middle of it yourself, it doesn't make it any easier. No. Even if you know what's going on, I'm like, okay, I see. I see you. I know where, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing here. I know that I'm being slowed down. It doesn't mean I'm happy about it. It doesn't mean it feels good. Because at the end of the day, you still have to human all this stuff. Like knowing on a spiritual level can be fascinating. It can be helpful. Um, And it's certainly a lot more interesting than the everyday mundane life that we live. However, it isn't always helpful. It doesn't always yield results that make doing the human portion of this journey any easier. And in fact, sometimes it can feel kind of gaslighty because there are certain principles or tenets that when you're in a good place, you fully believe, understand, and they are your absolute truth. But when you're in a very human place, you can't connect to them in the same way, if at all. And then you feel like, well, am I doing it wrong? Uh, you know, Do I need to change myself? Do I need to try something new? And you sort of run yourself ragged trying to get away from the discomfort. And unfortunately, during those times, most of the time, the answer is actually sit in it. Yeah. Be uncomfortable. Just just be. Like I think I said in the last episode, just being. Just sitting. Just being. Not moving. Not chasing anything. Not being particularly um, directed towards one thing or another. Sometimes that's where I know I need to be. And I know I need to be there in my head. I'm like, yep, that's the message. All right. Or I wouldn't be this fully unhooked and disabled from everything. It's like, it's like, we're going to unplug you here and unplug you here and unplug you here and unplug you here. And yeah, go ahead. Try, try to, try to move, try to move about the building. I dare you. And it's like, nope, you're just supposed to be here and just observe and don't, overthink it and don't try to overanalyze it. You're just supposed to be here and observe and take it in and then allow the picture to unfold in front of you. It's like watching a movie, but I am one of those people who's always trying to rush ahead going, oh, I see where this is going. I bet you anything, this and this and this is going to happen. And then I wait for it to happen. And my guys are like, no, 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 no. This is not what we're doing right now. Right which now, of course, we're just watching everything. Which, of course, is our ego trying to get ahead of the game, um, maybe collect a few pride tokens of, I saw that coming, ha, ha, ha. And it's during these crunchy times, these transitional times, because that's what, whenever you're reaching, whenever you're stuck in energy, like the energy that we're stuck in right now, we've all been there at one point or another. You, there's there's things you can count on. They may not make you feel better in the moment. Sometimes they can. But for instance, um, you can count on that it will ebb and flow, that mm-hmm. it is temporary, that it is not going to last forever. This is not the, the new reality. Um, 
And you can count on the fact that if you feel chaotic inside and like you absolutely have no direction, you feel maybe unanchored, you feel ungrounded, um, you feel overburdened, all of that points to the fact that you are in a time of transition. Now there, <laughs> what was that? What were those eyes? Sorry, I had a nugget. I had a nugget dropped in. Well, by all means. So the little nugget of information that was just dropped in was that a lot of what we're experiencing right now has to do with the fact that we have been living in a kind of instant gratification um, portion of the timeline for a very long time. And what they just showed me was this is kind of what we're talking about as far as like they've been showing a lot of instances lately where it's like we perceive it as a delayed gratification or of, you know, uh, a manifestation that's taking a particularly long time to manifest. But they're like, it's not about that. It's about the inner knowing and the trust in the inner knowing that something is going to happen and that it's happening for you. And the instance that they gave me was they put me on a ship and they're like, you know, this is, this is like the, the travel from the old world to the new world, like literally where you knew that you were going to get to this place. Or at least this was the hope on the hope. The hope on the hope was you're going to, you're getting on this boat and you're eventually going to get to that new place. So here you are. Is it possible that you could get sick and you might not make it? Is it possible that there could be a storm? Is it possible that you could be blown off court? Blah, 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 blah. Yes, there's these little possibilities, but. The internal story is I did all of this to get on this ship and my mission is to go to this new space. And that is what you're holding internally. Internally, there is nothing that you can do. You can't jump over and swim any faster to get to where you're going. There is no other vessel that's going to come by that might be moving faster there you just have to wait out that portion of the journey and allow yourself to get to where you're going with the knowing inside that you will get there well and it's not, i don't even know if it's if i can agree that it's the knowing inside maybe in part but moreover it's the knowing or the that trust well, it, it's trusting in the desire to get there mm -hmm. because it's really, and this is such a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Cliches are cliches for a reason. It's because they're true. And the cliche here is that it's the journey we're here for. We're not here for a destination. The destination will arrive with or without us in body or out of body. Like you don't have to be here for this to happen. Yeah, This is the timeline we're on. We don't really need you for this. We want you for this. Mm -hmm. But we want you for this because you will do what you need to do to get to where you want to be. That doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy it all the time. No. And 
I'm, I'm trying to sit with the, like, there was a relaxation a little bit. When they dropped that nugget, I kind of felt my body go, okay, like, I can breathe for a second. I get it. You know, I, I immediately click with that message because I know it's correct. Right. You know, and and it's like, yeah, I see where we do that a lot. We we want it to be right now. We have a perception of how long it, something has been taking and we have a desire for it to be, you know, quicker, happen quicker, happen faster, happen well, now. If you if you can conceptualize it in your mind. It, that's where the frustration sets in because you're like, it's right there. I can see it. It's not difficult. This shouldn't be hard. This should be, uh-huh. this would benefit so many people, not just me, but so many people, or I could help so many people. You know, that's when uh-huh. we say a lot. And so it's incredibly frustrating when you're like, all I have is good intentions. And yeah. yet it's so sluggily slow. But it's interesting that they used the ship analogy because what happened when we were talking about coming into the new port coming into Mm -hmm. safety they gave us the ship the old world tall sailing ship has been Mm -hmm. the representative vessel for this travel we did not teleport here we didn't blink through time here we didn't take a wormhole here we didn't even fly here we took a big old boring unsafe, scurvy infested, tall sailing ship. And we've finally come into port. And guess what? That ship is just going to stay with us. (laughs) That ship is going to be our home until we figure out how to, um, how to world in this new world. And this is part of it. And the interesting part of it to me, as we're talking about this, what's unfolding is that, you know, the question was, is this reality, the time glitches and the conspiracy theories and um, the timelines collapsing, is that really real or are we just crazy? That was the question we started out with. And what they're showing me is that there's no such thing as reality. We, a lot of us know that already. A lot of us are kind of getting comfortable with the idea that reality is not really real. It's just a game that we create by being here with our perceptions and choosing things. This whole reality is made up of our fears and our wishes. What do we want? What do we not want? That's what everything we see is. And as a result of that, we are constantly forming our reality. So if people like you and I are experiencing timeline collapse and glitching, then guess what? It's your reality. And that's what they meant at the beginning when they said, it doesn't matter if you experienced it or not, or if you if it was reality or not. It matters that you experienced it. Because there are certain things now, from my understanding, from, from what other people have channeled, um, there are certain collective events that happen that are so massive that the whole collective experiences them and that keeps this sort of individual exploration on this physical level cohesive. That's Mm -hmm. what knits our timeline together. Those would be like the giant pearls that are then strung together to keep this all cohesive. When we are weaving our own personal timelines, we are part of that collective timeline. However, when we are experiencing heightened times of glitching and weirdness and stuff that makes you feel crazy, you are then faced with two choices. 
you are faced with dismissing it and moving on like nothing happened, or you are faced with a moment like I was faced with when I did that stupid post on Instagram, where I had to question what I just experienced. And at that point, I decided to collapse my potential on the timeline where, oh, so part of what's making me feel crazy is that I actually am experiencing a collapsing of timelines, fairly small timelines, but they're all collapsing down. And sometimes when they collapse, there's incoherence between them. The keys are on the key ring. The keys are where you left them before you put them on the key ring. That's the kind of incoherence that comes from that collapse. And that comes from you choosing how to digest the experiences you're having. And so when we sit here and question whether or not something is real, what we're really doing is we're still reaching out to our external timeline to give us permission to believe certain things that as of yet are not mainstream. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the like Mandela effect type thing comes in. That's exactly what Mandela effect is. And for anybody who's, who's not aware of what that is, like I, I don't have the standard Webster dictionary version of, of what it means, (laughs) but I'm sure a lot of people have been aware. And, and especially if you're on social media, a lot of it has been coming up and being posted lately of like, yeah, that song that you keep uh, singing that particular lyric to, you know, that that's not actually how that goes, right? Or, or, or Berenstain Bears and Berenstain Bears, or the Fruit of the Loom does have a cornucopia, or the Fruit of the Loom logo doesn't have the cornucopia. These are the ones that are really popular right now right. that are coming up. But when we'll continue to see this, and there is a method to the madness. It's not just a an artifact or a glitch or a remnant left over from, you know, your memory. It's purposeful these glitches in your memories. The purpose is to alert you to the fact that the reality that you are so comfortable living in that you felt was just, I do A, B, and C, and D happens, you are coming online to the fact that that's not really how it works anymore. It did work that way. It gets to change. It gets to change. Exactly. That doesn't, that, and That doesn't mean that the formula was not that at one time. It was because that was the collective belief that was ruling. Or that it was wrong. No, it it wasn't wrong. It was perceived that way. Exactly. There's there's no judgment around any of this. So like, you know, if you do encounter something like that, it's not like you have to sit back and go, oh, wow, man, was I stupid that I believed that it was. It's like, no, 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 no. That's that was your reality. That was in that moment, your reality, you took that piece with you. And guess what? You have company because lots of people may have seen it, perceived it and remembered it the way you remembered it. And now you're learning, oh, it was actually different than how I had perceived it. Now, this is also cluing us into a much bigger lesson. And that lesson is to remember to stay open. Ultimately. That is what they are telling us. They are telling us, stay open, stay open to the change, stay open to the idea of your perspective, being able to shift on a dime. 
because sometimes it needs to in order to incorporate whatever the next new thing coming is. Sometimes you might have an idea about something that is so deeply ingrained in you that you will fight someone to the death. No, no, no. No, no, no. I swear to you, this is how it is. And then all of a sudden somebody holds something up in front of you to show you that it is different from that. And you're like, oh, well, but you're, and you're, and you may be even worse than, oh, well, then you may be like, no, 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 because the reality you thought you knew is being challenged in such a way that it makes you feel that crazy feeling. And, and, then, and then it's fighting words. It's and then fighting you're ready. words. Yeah. This you is know, how war starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is how wars start. That's why it's important to be, you know, to allow space for in your head. I just, I've just freaking posted about this today. Had no idea it would come into play here, but I just posted about it today on the shared space about yes and. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that a friend of mine has been saying for forever. He learned it in an improv class, right? And mm-hmm. it's been on the back burner for me, like in the back of my mind for a while, but it came through the other day. They were like, how could you change the world if instead of your initial reaction being no, because everything in you is like, don't fuck with my reality. What if you change that to yes and? What if both yes and no were right? Because everything is true and everything is false. What if that? Is the dress white with gold polka dots or is it blue with silver polka dots? Wasn't that a thing <laughs> two years ago too? Or it's like a dress thing. Do, yes, it was. It was it's like white. how do you see it? Or blue and black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a thing. That was a thing. And and those things are purposeful. They're not just weird tricks that because if you think about it we've never really seen this on a grand scale before <laughs> suddenly that dress that that questionable dress comes online literally online but also figuratively online uh-huh. and fucks with everybody's perception there's a lesson there it is not just a coincidence this isn't just spiritual woo woo mumbo jumbo and this it's also is, not a trap it's not no. a trap either Mm-mm. no and can you and, – and it speaks to so many things. It speaks to expressing your truth and being confident in it even though your neighbor might disagree. It speaks to allowing people to have their truth even though you disagree. And that speaks to unity at the uh-huh. end of the day, which is really – it's where we're headed, but it, we feel like we are at the farthest point from the sun in that orbit right now. We feel like we are not even close to unified there, everything is just in a rift right now. And this is just part of that process. And funny enough, as I'm sitting here talking to you, I can say that with 100% confidence. When I get off of this podcast recording and I go back to my real life, give me a day and I will be bemoaning my existence because I'm still a human being living a life on this planet. And sometimes it's just difficult and uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, I we talked about so many different things that we are seeing 
right now that we have been seeing over like the last several months in the last year in general, in the last couple of weeks. And I don't know if we, do we want to dive in to any of that right now? Do we want to talk about any of that? Well, I don't know what any of that means to you, but I will tell you that this, this recording, this podcast would be um, incomplete without mentioning the importance of temperance and mentioning uh-huh. what temperance is. Cause that's one of the huge tools that they're, they were pushing in our conversation prior to the show. They were, you know, we were, um, bitching and whining to each other. And of course it, it didn't last for long because spirit came in and said, good, now that you're together, let's give you all this information. So part of that information, they brought up temperance. Now, temperance is an old-timey word that not a lot of us relate to these days. Um, Maybe uh, tarot readers will have a better understanding of what temperance means because it's one of the uh, major arcana. But Mm -hmm. temperance is super important right now. And what to temper means um, to have a bit of this and a bit of that and keep your focus on balance between those things. It's a balancing of polarity. It is a, you know, when you temper steel, you're trying to make it stronger by cooling it and heating it and cooling it and heating it and working it at those different temperatures. That helps create a stronger steel. And that's essentially what we need to start doing in our own lives is using temperance to say, for instance, when I had crazy Instagram post time, I had to look at that Admit that it made me feel crazy and say, okay, but given your experiences and what you know of how the world works, should you, is it five alarm fire crazy or is it just uh, 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 crazy? And it's just, uh, you know, it's it's a hiccup. It's a crazy little hiccup, uh-huh. really. It doesn't mean that I am losing my mind, contrary to what others may believe. It just means that in that moment, There was an opportunity for me to see that things were actually glitchy and maybe I shouldn't just dismiss it as a whole bunch of events that maybe it's my state of mind. Maybe I'm distracted. You know, maybe I'm overtired. Whatever the excuse may be. How about we don't excuse it and we say, oh, okay, so shit's actually glitchy. I get it. What does that mean? And go from there. I tempered it by allowing myself to believe that that was actually a possibility. Yeah. And that's how you create your reality. You are literally creating your reality. It is not created for you. It is not generated by some giant computer. You are part of that computer. You are generating it. And if you take nothing else away from this podcast, I'd say take away the fact that you are creating this and ask yourself, Okay, if I'm creating this, if I give myself permission to believe that, what can I do with that? How can I play with it? How can I manipulate it? How can I use it to better my life? How does this empower me? These are the questions we need to constantly ask ourselves. I follow this advice even when I'm in the depths of despair. I follow this advice on a daily basis. How can I use this to my advantage? How can I play with the system? If I am creating this, what am I creating? And is it going to break me mentally, physically, emotionally, if I have a moment of realization that tells me 
something can be one way and the other. I can see the white dress with gold polka dots and Heather can see the blue dress with silver spots. They can both be true. It's both of our realities. It has, you know, that, that thing that we are experiencing is malleable. It has movement. It is not one way or the other. It is this and that. It is yes and. And that is how we get to a place where we are able to come together in a more unified fashion when we realize, okay, I can see it this way and they can see it that way. And both ways are true. There's, you know, there's truth to both things. The, ex- the experience is the experience. The experience is individual. The experience is meant to be individual for a reason. That soul has a very specific lesson to learn, pattern to follow, you know, path that they need to go down in order to reach where their soul needs to be. And nobody else gets to say, but you have to do it this way, or you did it wrong, or you should have done this or that. It it has nothing to do with any of those things. It has to do with the individual perspective and where you'd like to be. The, the other half of that is that the individual has choice. And that's part of this whole free will thing. This, this, this deal of free will is of the free will thing is, is that you have, is that you do have choices and that the choice to be more open and be more flexible is going to allow you to make more choices. (laughs) Exactly. It it, it opens the door for more. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess, you know, if you're in a place where you're, feeling limited or your feeling lack that the turnaround to that is then to see the kinds of choices that you know take a minute to observe the kinds of choices that you're making and as I'm saying this I'm going to pause for a second because this is kind of what I was talking about earlier about we don't know what we're going to say until we say it this is one of those instances where I'm having a teaching moment right now myself. My guides are coming in and going, you're going to say this thing. And by the way, <clears throat> we're talking to you and I'm relaying it to you so that I can remember when I hear this back and I'm editing that. Oh yeah, that's a thing that I need to do. That's the thing that I would like to do. I would like to, I would like to remember that I have additional choices that I can make that will help to open the space, create the space for more opportunity to come in. Because if, um, like does something specific come to mind? An example? Nothing comes to mind specifically yet, but I have the inkling that it has to do with like physical stuff right now, health stuff right now, because 
that's I where I'm so. <laughs> because that's where I'm feeling the most stuck. Excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it feels like, well, this is kind of, this is the thing that's in the way of other things. <laughs> it's like, if I can, if I can get moving and I can feel, um, you know, if I can feel like physically I am able to do certain things, then I feel like I would be ultimately more capable of putting more energy into more things. Now, maybe the space where I am right now just requires me to not do so much. And that's why I am where I am. But if I can look at that situation through the lens of right now being still is actually creating opportunities even though it doesn't feel like I'm moving and it doesn't feel like I'm able to put anything in motion maybe just maybe the fact that I am a little uh I'd like to say grounded but that's the like I feel I don't feel incapacitated yeah the the fact that I'm incapacitated right now might be creating more room for other things to come in and so that I can pay attention to those things as they float slower into my field of view. So that's how I'm going to choose to walk away with that little nugget right now. I'm going to choose to think of it as an opportunity versus a handicap, not just because it's going to make me feel better, but because I've done the alternative and that hasn't moved things along so far either. So what is the harm in looking at it a different way and saying, okay, well, I tried it from this angle. So let's see what happens if we shift perspective a little bit and choose to see it in a different way, in a different light. Yes. And this all comes back to what we believe reality to be and Mm -hmm. how we create our reality. Because, let me see if I can get this back. It like zoomed out of my head as soon as I started talking. Um, Right now and moving forward, we will be experiencing more and more a challenging of not our reality, although that will be how we interpret it, but the stories that we hold about our reality. Because as you started talking just now, they came in and they gave me a nugget, which was that humans were designed to be limited. We come from a limitless space. Sure. And we come here specifically to experience what it means to be limited, not just to be limited ourselves. We choose our limitations and where we would like to see expansion, but also all of us together are just expressions of that unlimited energy. Mm -hmm. And so we come in with an automated, necessary um, ability to edit. Now, just think of the word edit in and of itself. It means you are cutting out 
So if we are constantly editing our perception of reality, then that means not only are other people doing the same thing, meaning that their perception is just as valid as ours is, but it means that we can't possibly see everything. And so as a result, things need to be moved around, rearranged, and sometimes dismissed or taken away in order to allow more space for us to take in new information. Mm-hmm. So when you pull that tower card out of the tower out of the tarot deck and you get that foreboding feeling of, oh God, what am I going to lose? The flip side to that, of course, is it's the beginning of a new cycle. It's death and rebirth. What are you going to gain? And that's what you were just talking about. And it's so important that we, again, temper our fear of what we may lose as a result of what is being adios with a mindful attempt or effort because it is efforting at first. It's not our natural state. We haven't been programmed to do this. We're reprogramming ourselves, which makes it more difficult, takes more practice. But if we can practice mindfully wondering, what are the opportunities that will present as a result of this time? Now, here's the caveat to that, and this kind of sucks, is that we, most of us relate Um, what opportunities are presenting as an immediate step forward into a new direction that just opens up a path for us. But that's not really how this works. It is an exploration towards a new path. And each step may be greeted with, no, you can't have that. (laughs) No, that's not the right direction. Because we are shaking hands with the universe that we've created through our perception to also be our guide. Uh And it guides us by putting things in front of us, letting us decide, and also taking things away that are distracting us repeatedly from what our higher purpose is. Now, as I say all of this, it's just coming through me. I haven't processed it. (laughs) I've processed it on other levels, when it's come through in different ways before, for that was a different Heather. The Heather that's sitting here now and is going through a difficult time and is feeling the crunch, so to speak, has not processed this. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like for those of you out there who are kind of like, huh, what are you talking about? Every time I've gone through this lesson, it's been a different aspect of me because as we are fragments of that unified energy, that that unlimited energy, we are also fragments within. I'm fragments of me. And every time I go through this cycle, anytime anyone goes through this cycle, what you are doing is there is a piece of you, a fragment of you that is now fronting as the new you. And it has stepped forward to experience the reality that all the other fragments have created thus far. And it is also there. There's a shiny bobble that is down on the ground that caught your attention that you just picked up and put in your basket. So this more than that, you more than that, that you're, you're, examining, you. you're examining the shiny that has been made by the intrepid explorers that came before you. Even though it's hard for us to understand that those intrepid explorers were all us, uh-huh. there is now a new part of you 
that is interacting, interfacing with the new reality that all of those former us's created, they've gone through that lesson in their own way, through their own filters, with their own editing. And now a new part of you that hasn't had a chance to interact with this new reality is coming forward and fronting to decide how it will integrate and process and transition and interface with all of that. So even though I've been through this lesson before, this is why things repeat over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. because we're constantly spiraling around this goal. And even though I've been through it before many times, the reason it's equally painful every time is because there's a new aspect of me who's never really been here before. Even Mm -hmm. though it looks the same on a very um, basic level, it is not the same. It couldn't be the same because I am not the same because I have chosen and picked and curated and edited new ways of perceiving. Exactly. And now Jamie's making the stitching motion. That is how the string of pearls gets stitched together. Yeah. And they've used that analogy a lot lately, especially with the, like the time aspect and like the feeling that time is not timing (laughs) right now. Um, They used like a loop stitch kind of idea with me. So if you're, you know, say you're repairing a pair of jeans or something and you're, you're doing the stitch over and under, over and under, over and under. So you're going back and forth between the top side of the material and the bottom side of the material and the top side and the bottom. And what do you do when you get to the end? You run the, the thread through the center of those and you bring them all together. And that's what makes everything tight and has everything coalesce. We've been in a period of where we're over and under, over and under, over and under, and now we're starting to move through the center. And as we're moving back through the center and pulling these two sides, what's above and what's below into that middle space where we're bridging various timelines together, various portions of ourselves together, various fragments there's that's what all of this weirdness that we're experiencing is you're you're experiencing things from two different angles that are now being coalesced and you're like huh (laughs) like i remember it this way but you just picked up an an alternate version of that and now you're stringing the two together And the reality that you're living in is created out of both of those experiences, which feels freaking weird and disturbing when you're first going through it. Once you get to the end, you've been through enough of those little time loops where you're like, oh, I see what I did there. I picked up a little bit from here and a little bit from here and I put them together and now this is what it is. And so, okay. And then you just, you accept it and you move on. We have lived through, at this point, I've lived through at least a thousand of those instances, I'm sure, in this lifetime alone, where I have gone back through a situation, revisited it in some way, taken information that I had not had previously woven it back through 
the situation to like to take a look and go, oh, okay. So I see how at the time I felt this way. I saw it from this angle. It meant this to me. Emotionally, I felt this way about it. And then re-experiencing it again from a slightly different angle, I have a new takeaway. But I'm alerted to what happened before. It's familiar enough to me where I can pick it up and go, I've, that's happened before. I've seen that previously. I've experienced that previously. Sometimes it's super obvious and sometimes you have to let it ruminate a little and you're, you know, it's just kind of nagging you in the back of your head. Like where, where have I, where have I experienced this before? Where, where have we done this? We've done this already. This feels familiar. And sometimes it's, it's heavily triggering. Sometimes it's a, <gasps> I feel this thing coming on and panic, 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 because I didn't, I didn't like this thing the last time it happened. And I don't want that thing to happen again. And I went through it and I don't want to go through it. And then you realize, but wait a second, whatever it was that happened, I'm still here. I'm still fine. Um, you know, I, was I uncomfortable for a while? Yes. Did I make it through that experience? Yes. You know, it's like anything else if, before you experience it, it's bound to be a little frightening. It's bound to be uncomfortable because it's the unknown. You, you don't know where you're going to end up right now. We're in a space where we don't know where we're going to end up. But a lot of that has to do with, I feel like the fact that we're um, we're in kind of a collection phase almost where we are collecting, we're, we're going through that process of bringing those two sides together. We're, we're bringing that, that thread through the middle. We're bringing those stitches together. We're bridging a gap. And until we get to the other side of that bridge, it's going to feel a little hairy. You, I mean, I don't, I don't think you can, there's no way to circumnavigate that and make it feel any less um, unsure and unsteady. It's just where we're at, but we're supposed to be there. And I think that's the thing. If I keep reminding myself, you're where you're supposed to be. You're where you're supposed to be, even though it doesn't feel safe necessarily or good necessarily or like your version of success or like your version of the way you want life to look like right now or any of those things check in with yourself are you still breathing you know i yes i have issues right now but there are still very basic things that I can be grateful for. I can still find something in my day every day that brings me some sort of joy or happiness or that is some sort of learning experience where I feel like I've gained something. I don't think I'm going, I don't think any day I've had thus far has felt like a complete deficit once I've been through it and can look at it and go, okay, well, 
maybe I wasn't in a fantastic frame of mind yesterday and maybe yesterday didn't feel great. But if I look at yesterday with today's eyes, I can see that I'm fine. May not be where I'd like to be. May not be where it feels most comfortable, but I know I'm in the middle of something. And so I can at least take solace in the fact that there is movement, even if it doesn't feel like I'm moving. I just can't see it yet. That's and the there, best. And there are going to be side effects of this over, under, over, under energy. Um, and they're going to register on various levels of your consciousness for me, the over-under energy lately has been, I feel like I've got one foot in catastrophizing zone, disaster land, where nothing is going right and I'm being blocked on all levels, to, but I can feel things are shifting and I don't, <clears throat> because I have no physical proof of it, it's literally challenging me to stay in that faith. So I've got one foot in the nothing's going right. I've got another foot in, no, everything's fine. I can feel it. And I am fluctuating over, under, over, under, over, under between those two feelings. And they will literally commandeer my whole being, depending on where I'm at in the stitch. Well, there's an inertia to it. There, well, is... there has to be. The, yeah. Nothing stands still. Inertia is just, that's blueprint. You're not, even if you feel like you are being stymied at every opportunity, trust me when I say you are not. I am not. Jamie is not. We are not. We're still, this whole thing is on like a conveyor belt. It's kind of like when you're getting off the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland and you, you can either run up the conveyor belt like the nine-year-old in front of you, or you can be the chill parent who's like, Dude, I'm in no hurry to get back out in that sun. Some people like to walk backwards on the conveyor belt. But guess what? That conveyor belt still moving forward. So if you stand still, you're still moving forward. <laughs> it is only the reality that we've created. And really right now in this instance, it's the collective reality that's that's the sinister um, presence here. The collective reality says that we have to be productive at all times or else. And the only thing productive is those things that are proactive and and show physical results. So we don't consider anything passive like sleeping to be proactive, even though we might need sleep more than anything else because we've been getting shit sleep for the last week and we need to replenish that. We don't give that credit because what you get credit for in this world that you're trying to please all the time is working, bringing in that money, paying your bills. Now, I'm not saying that it's, you know, uh, as simple as that seems like, oh, well, just go to sleep instead of paying your bills. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to push that off on you, but I am saying that there are priorities and choices are made. And the more you can become a person who resonates with the idea that, getting enough sleep or whatever it is in terms of self-care, self-care in general is just as important as bringing in that money, your life is inevitably going to change and different parts of you are going to be triggered by that decision, Yeah, by that play. You are going to play with new things. And when you play with these new things, these new concepts, it is going to make other pieces of you that are uncomfortable with that front 
And when they front, they're going to be in the driver's seat. But you're still going to have that collective version of you that's already coalesced into you can play, but you cannot derail our progress. (laughs) That is not acceptable. Well, and that's how you make a collective change. It's like, look, if we all just played along with, oh, we're just all supposed to be machines. So we're not supposed to have a life and we're not supposed to sleep and we're not supposed to ever take a break for ourselves. And we're not, you know, we're, we're supposed to ignore when we're sick and ignore when we need rest. And we're just supposed to go in every day and work like the Energizer Bunny and be as efficient as possible and never say no to any projects because, you know, that's what's expected of us. If we all just stayed in that pocket, no change would ever come from, you know, if you you would like to be in a space where I feel more represented, I have more of an opportunity to stand up for myself and speak for myself and show myself the care that I need. And I would like to work in a space where Not only am I valued for my knowledge, but I'm valued as a human being and it's understood that human beings need rest and that human beings need time off of work occasionally and that I should have a particular wage for my knowledge and for my time and for my, um, you know, my, my efforts and that just because because I'm not just because I am not living up to somebody else's standard of of um you know busyness or efficiency or or whatever doesn't mean that I am unvaluable if you want to switch what the overall narrative is you kind of have to keep asserting that I am still worthy even though I am not meeting your particular expectation, that is your issue, not mine. So, you know, if, if we all just threw up our hands and went, Oh, well, blah, blah, that's the way, that's the way it goes. And we're just going to have to keep bugging along and doing the thing. And it's like, well, you can't have it both ways. Sometimes you can't work yourself into oblivion and, go on a restful vacation unless there's two of you that you can split equally in half and one of you can go happily go trot off to a tropical island somewhere and spend the money that you have been making round clock by you know giving up your sleep and giving up your time and all of those things so it's like we always say you have to lead by example yeah you have to show the collective how that reality will look and the only way you can do that is do it for yourself first. Yeah. Even when it doesn't seem like there's any space for that. The truth of the matter is, is that you're the one creating this reality. You're the one who has to make space for it. And yeah. when you start making space for it, other people will follow. And suddenly the person who works around the clock, but finally breaks to the point where they have to take vacation in order to be in the hospital or... 
They they finally get fed up with work, feel unappreciated. I've done all this for work and take a, a resentment vacation. <laughs> you know, they may have gone to Tahiti, but they spend the entire time on the beach stressing out because they've left a situation that they believe there's no room to leave. So yeah. what are the repercussions going to be? And this is all done out of vengeance. And and I hope that they learn what it's like to not have me. Wouldn't you just rather have a vacation that feels like, oh, this was a good choice for me. This is self-care. This is how I can maintain my lifestyle and the things that I want. Isn't that a much more expansive way to step into your vacation time than being in the hospital or being resentful? the entire vacation, only you can do that for yourself. No one is ever going to provide the opportunity for that to happen for you. Yeah. And the same Other than you. Well, and the same is true. And, and that's that in particular is just, you know, that's an example of a work type relationship, but it can happen to, it can happen in any relationship. It can happen in a relationship with a, another individual, with a partner. It can be the relationship that you have with yourself and your own ideas of, you know, what, what does success mean to you? We've talked about that one before. What does, you know, what does feeling well actually mean to you? I've had to ask myself that a lot lately, actually. It's like, what would it feel like to feel good? Like to feel well in your physical body? Like, what is that? What does that look like? Does that mean never, ever getting sick? Does that mean, and it's like, and I really had to like dissect that a little bit and think about it. And it's like, well, what happens when you get sick? Well, when you get sick, your body has a chance to reset and it's, it's basically kind of disseminating information that it's intaking. It's a really inner, like deeply energetic process. And I don't think like for once I sat and I was like, it's really not as bad of a thing as I thought it was. If I'm in that space all the time, then it feels bad. If I'm in that space every once in a while, then it just feels like, oh, that's just a process that my body needed to go through in order, in order to actually process that thing that it came across. So then it doesn't feel like that was a waste of time or that that was uh, something that was meant to, you know, slow me down and derail me at that point. It's like, Oh, that's just, I see how that's just a reset. And that sometimes my, my physical body needs that reset or needs uh, a way to integrate that particular information energetically. Uh, Sometimes, you know, sometimes that has to do with your environment Sometimes that has to do with the way we are moving as, as humans. Oh, I'm not paying attention to the fact that my body needs X, Y, and Z. And now I'm run down. My immune system isn't functioning very well. So what do I need to do to boost my immune system? Does it require rest? Does it require, like, am I losing my ability to absorb certain vitamins because I'm releasing X, Y, and Z stress hormone. You know, what, what are the intricacies of this and how can I help my body? And does that mean that my body is working against me if it's working that way? No, not necessarily. 
actually not at all ever that was a very difficult for me one for me overall is to realize that even though I go through a lot physically my body is not at odds with me my body doesn't hate me my body isn't trying to derail me my body isn't trying to keep me from my dreams and my hopes and my aspirations and my success my body is trying to show me in some way that there is something else that I need to be paying attention to more in this moment than where my brain is trying to lead me in this moment. And that was a whole lot of words. And I hope it made sense. (laughs) I just kept going. I'm like, Like you'll get there eventually. You got there. Sometimes I don't know where I'm going. I don't. I just, I, I just, I got to go with it because that's what's coming. It's literally like the ticker tape is going in front of my face, but it's in my brain and it's internal and I am just (laughs) spitting it out. And then I listen to it later and it's hilarious. Actually. I love it when I edit half the time. It feels like I'm like, I have no idea what we said in this episode. I really don't. So I'm, (laughs) I am listening to it like a first time listener. I'm listening to it like, like you guys are listening to it. I'm laughing. Like it's not even me that's talking or Heather that's talking. And sometimes I'm scratching my head along with you going, what did I say there? What did I mean? (laughs) Was that soul archaeology where we say what we mean, but we're not exactly sure what we meant when we said it. Well, and, and to be honest, that's the, that's what's reflected in the name. Look, we are, we are at a constant dig site. We are in the trenches, marking (laughs) where the artifacts lie, taking down the information, trying to analyze it as we go along, trying to see the larger picture trying to explore the next field over it we're it is what we are doing it's actually it's what we're all doing it's what we're all doing we are all doing soul archaeology it's what we're here for ultimately yeah well i think we've done the thing i think we've done the thing too we've done something anyway so here you go So, as I say, every week, the Saturday after uh, an episode posts, we have a Discord meetup. You can hear all about the details and how to join um, through our Patreon or through our social media. We post all the time about it. And uh, if you want to say hey or ask us questions, um, sometimes we channel messages from the guides. Uh, it's been helpful for people and it's a fun time. And it's so far, thus far, it's quite intimate. So it's not like you have to worry about some wildly scrolling chat, <laughs> but it's sort of, it's sort of a perfect size right now. And um, we would love to have you. We would love to see you stop by and it's super easy to do so. So if that interests you stay tuned to our social media, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, TikTok, we're in all the places and we would love to hear your feedback. Oh, and I wrote down a question I wanted to ask real quick. Um, I wanted to know what other people, what handshake do they think they made 
when they incarnated on this planet? Like, what was their mission here? I want to know what other people's missions are because we're all here to heal. I mean, that's kind of like mission 101. I want that's a deeper, broad. yeah, yeah. I want to, I want a deeper um, dissection of what you think you are here to do based on the work that you've been challenged with thus far in terms of your healing and in terms of what you think you might want to do in the future. I want to know what you think that your mission here is with your soul work. So let me know. Um, I don't know. How should they let me know? Eh, Facebook? I don't know. How does this work? Facebook, Instagram, Discord, email. You can, you can DM us. You can email us. Is there a comment section on the Captivate site? Uh, I believe there is. I believe there is even a comment on the Captivate site. Um. Basically, the idea is here, folks, you can reach us like in all the places. So <laughs> don't be afraid to reach out to us if you have a question, if you have something you want to contribute. Heck, if you'd like to come on and be a part of the show and have a conversation with us, if you want to pick our brains about something, if you have something that you'd like to bring us that you think we'd like to have a discussion about. Get a hold of us. Reach out through Instagram. Reach out through Facebook. Reach out through heck TikTok. All the places, Discord, whatever. Um, email us. It's it's really super easy to get a hold of us. If you know how to social media, if you are listening to this podcast right now, you have the technology. Reach out and do it. We don't bite. We promise. I bite sometimes. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway this has been our episode thank you for tuning in and uh we will see you next time i guess yep, mm -hmm. yep. all right bye